0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, Halloween is just a day away, and considering that fact, we're taking a break from our normal teaching in 1 Thessalonians. Here's Pastor Michael and his guest, Professor Craig Hawkins, to finish their conversation about the occult.
1: This is Pastor Michael Lance. This is Walk in Truth. This is part two of a special broadcast with PCH Professor Craig Hawkins. Uh, Craig, also affectionately known on the softball field as the Hawk, but we <laughs> won't go there.
2: <laughs> we had a fun time. Though. That
1: was that was a lot of fun playing some softball out there. So we are talking about the occult, Craig. It's great to have you on the broadcast. Uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with your voice. I know back in the day, everybody thought you were a surfer because of your voice, but uh, do you surf? No, I had body surfed. You body surf. Okay. Well, that's still a lot of fun anyway. So we are talking about the occult and we were, we had paused on a point of pragmatism and talking about why people would open the door to the occult. And we're, we're digging out a little bit on pragmatism on why people think pragmatism is
2: the sole uh, reason that they should do something so pick up on that theme for a second so sure uh, for example uh, aunt bessie's f- famous brooch has been taken by the dog spot well, we we're not sure what he's done with it and and uh, aunt bessie appears to me one night and says spot has buried the brooch outside the old oak tree in the back and you think i've had too many anchovies on the pizza <laughs> what have you but hey You go out and you check the next day and you dig a little bit and sure enough there it is and then she appears again to you and says now let me tell you about the meaning of life Mm-hmm. and whatever she lays out then people think well she'd help me find the brooch so she this must be real mm-hmm. or or i go to a, a reader a psychic reader or otherwise they do what's called cold reading and they tell me something about me or my life and and it perhaps has a ring of truth there's there's a number of people very popular right now doing this out there mm-hmm. some have their own tv programs and then i say see they must know about the meaning of life about about the afterlife and then we buy into what they're selling, what they're pushing, and we get deceived. And it's all mm-hmm. because, well, it helped me. It seemed to be true. This part seemed to be true. Therefore, everything they must have told tell- tell me must be true.
1: Mm-hmm. And you mentioned cold reading, and cold reading is really somebody manipulating somebody. But if someone were to get a, a piece of accurate information about your life, and that hooked you into something... Something dark, something sinister. Like, you know, when we've heard about demonic possession cases, for example, uh, someone might have been playing with a Ouija board or doing something related to the occult, thought it was, you know, maybe just fun in quotes or whatever. Uh, Maybe gotten some insight about something. We're going to kind of turn the corner and get into some serious stuff. All of a sudden, you can find yourself in a dark place with even dealing with some dark forces and
2: really, the handle of the door would be on our side yes and and again, there's this idea of super science, the supernormal paranormal, not really supernatural many occultists don't even believe in a realm of actual spirit beings. However, one famous druid—there uh, are contemporary druids, by the way—talked uh, t- about doing, surfing on what's called astral projection uh, on, on these various astral levels, and talks about one time being knocked down by a demonic spirit that he didn't believe in. Mm. Now, try that one out. How mm-hmm. would you get knocked down by something that doesn't exist? And I do need to say this. This isn't just fear of what we don't know. No, the biblical view is we do know. It's like your neighbor that has a sign, beware of dog, do not enter. The Rottweiler, the pit bulls back there, you're fine as long as you don't go in that backyard. You go in that backyard, now you're the new dog toy, Mm -hmm. uh, Chew. And so God, the ultimate being of knowledge and wisdom, knows full well what the source of it is. The Bible tells us, I have a handout on this, people would want it for free. Um, It tells us, for example, in Deuteronomy 32, 16 and 17, or as well, for example, in Psalm 106, it tells us a source that there is a realm of angelic beings, in this case, fallen angelic beings, that are at war with God, and their domain their abode is the occultic realm that we've been talking about, and they would love to hook people into this, however, mm-hmm. and then then they really show who they are eventually down the road. Yes. But that's why it's forbidden, because God knows the source and says this is why it's off limits. The secret things Deuteronomy 29, 29 tells us belong to God, but the things he has revealed to us belong to mm-hmm. us and to our children's children for all generations mm-hmm.
1: so Craig you know it brings us some other things about what we might call biblical boundaries and when God gives you a boundary it's not because he's trying to be a killjoy in your life but it, but because he knows what's best for you whether it's in your marriage whether it's in your personal life whether it's in the realms of uh, spiritual stuff that we're talking about here and the moment that you've opened the door and you see and or interact with something dark you know that we're not playing around anymore. Like you've gotten yourself into something and there may be somebody listening to our voices right now that have opened the door and they're wondering how to close it. What would you say to someone who maybe
2: has dabbled with this and... Sure, that's a a great question. And just real quickly, in parts of the Grand Canyon, there are railing and whatnot, so people can't get that close. They're not trying to prevent you from seeing the view. They're trying to prevent people from falling over as they have every year, Same thing with seat belts and other things. God, who made us, knows what brings us fulfillment and contentment in life, has given us guidelines, not rules and regulations that more abundantly, but to give us life and that more abundantly. To directly answer the second part of your your points is that if one has gotten involved in this, no matter how deep you've moved into this, there's always a way out. It's literally one step backwards. One step, repentance towards God, repentance from that to turn from and to turn towards God, to ask for forgiveness in the name of Jesus Christ, and God will forgive you and deliver you. There have been many people, I think of Rabi Maharaj, Death of a Guru, a famous book, heavily involved in the occult and from his Hindu background. And yet, when he turned towards Christ, Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior. God delivered him, and God has delivered literally countless thousands Mm -hmm. of people out of the kingdom of the occult.
1: Craig, I was telling you about a testimony I heard recently of a man who really was just rejecting the gospel that was right in front of him and went up on a nine-story roof to take his life, and the Lord spoke to him and saved him and said, you belong to me. A young man that I interacted with over the last couple of years was uh, reading books on yoga. And he was out in his backyard and he was doing what the book told him to do, kind of calling out to the universe or the spirits or whatever. He said in his own testimony that he felt a power that he had never experienced that came into him on that occasion. And things really unwound from there. It got really dark uh, pretty quickly. And so while it may not happen every time and you can dabble with some stuff and maybe nothing happens... Uh, If you open that door, ultimately you cross that boundary. There's a reason that God put it there. And uh, I would just say you've given people great advice. And I would just say to you, if you have any question about where you are spiritually at this moment, cry out to Jesus Christ because he is faithful
2: to save And his power, there's no power like his in all the universe. (laughs) Exactly. You know, we have various issues we're concerned about in America, right and wrong. But I've traveled many countries in the east. I was up in Arunachal Pradesh, very, very utmost northeast of India, right on the border of China. I was in this remote village dealing with the chief, the, literally the chief of the village. When you see a guy wearing what I'm going to call a G-string, <laughs> and has a ritual knife on it, big as a machete, you want to be careful uh-huh. you don't offend them. Yes. <laughs> His daughter, long story shorter, had become the so-called most powerful, I'll use the word psychic, in the whole region. And uh, I was went there with a missionary friend who had, had re- earlier on, had been in the principal of a school she had attended. And he thought she was close to Christianity. She rejected it. She got into uh, worshiping the Hindu gods. And she built an altar in front of their hut, bamboo hut, literally. And when we went there, she avoided us. Mm -hmm. I was ready for an encounter. Because to them, it's about power. Their biggest issue, who's got the power to protect me from other spirits or whatnot? And it was interesting that the, the tribal chief and his brother, another leader, talked about this. Because she had had a baby. Uh, I had a wedlock, but she had a baby. And she at times would go into these trance states and would start throwing the baby across the room. And this was freaking even them out and we talked about this and they thought well maybe the spirit in her is of jesus and i said no 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 whatever's in there it's not jesus but mm-hmm. she avoided us but i've had a number of uh, experiences we had more time mm-hmm. uh were directly involved with somebody that's been involved in the demonic and it's it, it, the electricity it's just it's incredible the it's a power struggle and you really realize there is a kingdom of of darkness and a kingdom of light and it's for the souls of humanity that are in the balance
1: I was telling you about a mission trip that I took uh, to India and Nepal in 2001 and ran into a couple of pastors who had formally said they had been uh, possessed by multiple demons and felt like that that happened as they were worshiping the so-called gods and goddesses, you know,
2: related to Hinduism. So it does happen, and I think you can especially see it when you go onto the mission field. Yeah, yes. And it's only things I'm kidding. Of course, they think atheism is a joke. They just can't believe that people are atheists. I my university education, one of the courses I, uh, several classes actually, not just course, but courses I took, was with a, a Buddhist nun. She was a Buddhist nun, uh, officially ordained, and she was a PhD. And one of the books we read was on Inguan, one of the uh, Buddhist spirits, uh, a so-called bodhisattva. Um, at any rate, and, and the whole book, I can get the title for people to think I'm kidding. It's written by Buddhists, not Christians. Talk about the goal is to be possessed by her or other entities. And that's the actual goal in enlightenment is having these entities such as her
0: allegedly possess one. And so this is
2: not stuff we're making up. Wow.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael and Craig Hawkins in a moment. Pastor Michael and the Walk-In Truth team invite you to Harvest Fest 2020.
2: Harvest Fest is free and will be outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. This is an entertaining, fun, and safe way for your family to spend October 31st. You and the kids will enjoy fun activities like trunks of treats, find your way through a life-size maze, play games like the cakewalk, And of course, have a chance to fellowship with worship music. Again, bring your family and friends and come out and meet Pastor Michael at Harvest Fest, October 31st from 6 to 8.30 p.m. outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Call 844-48-TRUTH for information and
0: directions. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. Now, back to Pastor Michael and his guest, Craig Hawkins, on Walk in Truth.
1: Well, this is Pastor Michael Lance. I'm with Professor Craig Hawkins. We're talking about the occult and things related to Halloween as we're coming up on the holiday of Halloween. Craig has written a book on witchcraft and Wicca, which uh, he will make available to any listener who would like to get the book. And if you contact us at 844-48-TRUTH or go to walkintruth.com, let us know you'd like a copy of Craig's book called Witchcraft. Uh, I think it's what... uh, world of wicca and you've got one on goddess worship as well yes
2: a neo-paganism the broader Mm -hmm. movement Mm -hmm.
1: okay um and if you have some interest in this craig does an outstanding job in all that he writes of bringing great clarity and and defining his terms and i think you'll find it very helpful so reach out to us at walkintruth.com you can request the book this is walk in truth pastor michael lance sitting with pch professor craig hawkins we're talking about the occult. We're leading up to Halloween. Craig, uh, our time's going to be somewhat limited, so let's segue to the holiday that'll be celebrated here in the U.S. uh, here uh, tomorrow. And we have a Halloween alternative going on at Living Truth where uh, people are going to do a trunk and treat, and it'll be a safe place for the kids and all that, uh, a place to focus on the gospel and enjoy fellowship and worship music and that kind of thing. But Let's talk a little bit about the origin of Halloween and uh, what happens. We know that, you know, it's probably for many Americans just about candy and costumes. But let's talk about a segment of the population that might see this differently. And then how would you advise uh, someone to think through some of these issues and have a little basic understanding of Halloween and then, Kind of where it comes from, and what are some of the modern expressions? Are are there people actually celebrating this in oh, a yes. cult way?
2: Yes, and there literally are druids today and witches, as we mentioned, I believe, last broadcast. Uh, there are more witches in America than are in the Presbyterian Church USA. Wow! So it's 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 growing, uh, t- continues to. So, the holiday originally goes back to around two three hundred BC. Uh, mainly in the area of Gaul, which is modern-day part of France, and and Wales, if you will, and Great Britain as well. Uh, It was the the Celts or Celts, and I've heard it pronounced Mm -hmm. both ways. And the Druids were their priest. And during this time of Samhain or Sahwain was the original name for it, uh, they would do things like try to uh, do divination to know what the future held for them, who they should marry, what crops they should plant, what have you, for the year. The year is basically divided in two halves for them, and it was the doorway between the two major seasons. And these spirits would come out and would harass them. They could be placated with food and, 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 you know, pastries, what have you, Um, but one wanted information from them. That's the actual source of this holiday. So some say, well, so see, it's bad, it was occultic to begin with, so we should have nothing to do with it. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that what you do with it like Christmas or any other holiday, look, the days of the week, the months of the year, they're all named after pagan deities. Mm -hmm. Do you throw your calendar out? I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe you do. I mean, you could choose to ignore this holiday. Say it's, it's bad. I don't want anything to do with it. That's one option. Uh, you could—I'm just so glad you're doing the alternative celebration. I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, that's another way to do it. Not just what Christians are against, but welcoming people in, in the community, that this is a safe place. And, you know, we're not about uh, killjoys, but, but about life and that more abundantly, but mm-hmm. really, again, understanding that. Uh, one could have your kids dress up as, how, I would say, how, uh, biblical characters mm-hmm. you could do. And they'd ask, who, who are you? Abraham, who's that? Uh, You could have a party at your own house with your kids doing the same thing. So there are a number of options from ignoring it to, I would say, You shouldn't be dressing your kids up as demons and witches. Why? Because we are desensitizing ourselves to the actual evil that's behind Mm -hmm. the occult. But yes, druids, what are called neo-pagans is a larger movement, the new pagans. Witches, various types of witches. This is their high holiday. A lot of occultism will be going on. Absolutely, because this is their holiday. So we should be aware of what's going on, and then through prayer and God's word, in light of your conscience, do celebrate it or not as you feel is appropriate. I would say.
1: Now, would you say that the early church uh, in moving All Saints Day uh, and connecting it, or I'm, I'm not sure what the order specifically mm-hmm. was, but you had you had All Saints or the All Hallows Evening, mm-hmm. uh, which was tied to this holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that the church's attempt to try to bring some light to a pagan holiday?
2: Yes. They realized that uh, that many people celebrated this holiday in one way, shape, or form. And they said, rather than let these pagans have all the fun and us do nothing, and again, use modern vernacular, look like killjoys, mm-hmm. why don't we have a holiday and let's try to supplant the other one? So so we're to remember saints, people who've lived godly lives, Halloween, Eve, of course, is a contraction of evening. Hollow is the, one of the words for holy. So as remembering uh, they used the, the life of great saints who'd live for God, and mm-hmm. we could emulate or model their lives. So they said, we're not just going to try to compete against this. We're going to try to take this holiday over. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that mm-hmm. was their thinking. And they said, we can have a better time than they do, and we're not just going to let them go and do this. We are going to use this as a great opportunity to educate Christians and to share the gospel so you could say you know you could hide so to speak or
1: you could get out there and bring the light of the gospel and and follow your conscience your biblical conscience with this kind of thing some would say uh, when Christians have attempted to kind of get in there and, and put something Christian to a pagan holiday, that sometimes that those lines get a little bit blurred and maybe you know with christmas and other holidays uh, now there's too much pagan stuff going on and there's not a whole lot of clarity how, how do
2: we keep that distinction sure same thing with easter a star you know mm-hmm. it's the same thing but to me it's if we celebrate them and again, I think each one should be convinced in light of their own conscience, as Romans 14 and other passages in Corinthians and Colossians 2, 14 through 16 tells us to be fully convinced. That's, but that's true of everything. That's true of every day. We can worship our favorite NFL team or NBA mm-hmm. team or what have you. We can make an idol, and we do of everything and anything. Mm-hmm. To me, it's simply being mindful, conscientious, aware of what's going on, just like Christmas, and I'm not just going to get into consumerism and commercialism or get into Easter bunnies and Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you can't have Easter eggs. I'm saying I want to keep it on the resurrection of Christ and the egg being a symbol of fertility and of eternity. And so I think we can use these as gospel bridges. Uh, again, the days of the week are named after pagan deities. Mm-hmm. Uh, the months of the year are as well. So we could renounce our calendar. Most people just think you're a, you're just weird. Um I think we need to use these holidays. Keep the focus on Christ, on the, the eternal truths of our need for Him as our Lord and Savior, and and trusting in Him, and 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 segueing right into a time to talk with our neighbors. I often hand out tracks when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. I give out tracks and candy, not just tracks, but candy. And so they want to come to to our house. Mm-hmm. Again, you may say I'm I don't, I don't want to do that. Well, that's your prerogative, But let's not just curse at it. Let's not just you know um as if it's uh whatever let's 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 make a difference I, I love something that you've said in the past you've talked about
1: how in genesis 50 verse 20 and romans eight twenty eight, 28 god is the great exploiter of evil circumstances so something could have some evil origins although in, in america i'm not sure that it's practiced that way for the most part mm-hmm. but but exploiting it And using it as an opportunity or a springboard, you know, on what day of the year are you going to have, other than a vacuum cleaner salesman and a Jehovah's Witness, have someone come to your door where you could actually hand them a gospel tract, hand them an invite to church, uh, give them something that would actually have the light of the gospel. And it is an opportunity, and I think that's what you're saying. Absolutely. Amen. Well, here we are on Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. I'm sitting with Professor Craig Hawkins. We're talking about the occult, and we are winding this program down. We just have a few minutes left, Craig, and I want to segue to the gospel because, you know, we've been talking a little bit about the gospel, and we've mentioned the name Jesus, and I've heard that on Christian radio, uh, on a typical broadcast like this, we could have a third of our audience who may not even be a Christian, or at least they're unchurched, or maybe it's been a while. Uh, Maybe somebody's listening right now. They've been overcome by fear with everything that's been going on in this crazy world. We're on the verge of a very (laughs) divided election, Mm -hmm. a lot of tension in the country. Here we are on the cusp of uh, Halloween. We're talking a little bit about the occult and stuff. You know, for us, the answer is found in the gospel. Uh, We have a couple minutes here, uh, and I want you to be able to take your time. But just speak to someone who may not quite be there yet
2: about who Jesus is and how you get saved. Yes, and you're not sure what to make of all this. But what I do know is as a human being, you want to be valued. You want to be respected. You want to have people to value you and your input. Nobody wants to be the class clown or the the brunt of jokes or what have you. Everybody wants fulfillment and purpose. And God made you that way. That's what he made you for is what the Greeks called eudaimonia, well-being, human flourishing. But my friend, I believe if you're honest, if you're honest with yourself, there's an emptiness. There's a void in your life. I remember watching a Biography of George Michaels, as famous as he was, an incredible singer and whatnot with WHAM. He admitted towards the end of his life he talked about this emptiness was there, and the Christian says, "Yes, exactly, because nothing in life brings that meaning and purpose and significance. What you're longing for." is not found in sex, drugs, rock and roll, or whatever, do-gooderism, whatever. It is found in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. There is a God, he made you, and he made you for fellowship with him. Mm. But you can only have fellowship with him if you have a relationship, and that is through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came into this world, paid the price in full, for that we can a theological term salvation it means deliverance can be delivered from ourselves from emptiness from vanity from a uh, purposeless life to life and that more abundantly Mm -hmm. that's what jesus christ holds out to you today
1: Mm, and if you cry out to him if you would confess with your mouth that jesus is lord believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved you know, it only makes sense, my friend, if there's a God and he made you, then true meaning is going to come when you know him and know what you were made for and where you're going and why you're here this is Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. I've had a very special guest with me the last two broadcasts. I can talk. Professor Greg Hawkins, Greg Hawkins with us. And uh, we've been talking about the occult and a lot of other topics. And Craig, I feel like we could talk for five more broadcasts about a lot of different topics. And maybe we will. We'd love to have you back.
2: Thank you for the opportunity.
1: But uh, so, so grateful for you to be with us at this point. And uh, let me just say that we want to invite you to our special event it's called Harvest Fest. It's at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. It's tomorrow night, Saturday evening from 6 to 8.30 p.m. You can find out information and driving directions when you go to walkintruth.com. Well, God bless you. Have a awesome weekend. Hopefully we'll see you at Harvest Fest and we'll see you at church on Sunday. God bless you. Talk to you next time.
0: You've been listening to a special edition of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance and his guest, Craig Hawkins. You can learn more about Craig and his books when you visit walkintruth.com. Also, if you missed any part of Pastor Michael and Craig Hawkins' conversation, the conversation is on the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. And join us Monday for Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16-18, through called Pure Worship. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.